Every week we chat to ex-players, supporters and invited guests here on Belmont Banter. Welcome to the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC, whose main club sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Hello again. Well, this week I'm delighted to say we've got an old friend of the club and indeed of local football all around Kent, Andy Constable. How are you, Andy? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you, Tony. It's a pleasure to uh, to see you. I haven't seen you for a long time. No, like, likewise, it's been a while. Andy, what are you doing now football-wise? I am, believe it or not, still actually hanging on playing. I'm currently signed at Lidtown. I signed for them just before the lockdown, the second lockdown hit. So um, I've only played three times for them, but scored three goals. Just thought I'd add that in. As you would, yeah. Yeah, a goal a game. Of course. Um, yeah, so now I'm... Uh, yeah, looking forward to being able to get back, I guess, after this lockdown and, and get into that a little bit, hopefully. Yeah, that's, it's, well, words fail me. I don't know what to say about it or it's just a nightmare. I mean, we've, uh, we've, we've obviously, like everyone else, we've had a couple of games and we've had to be, first of all, limited to 200, then limited to 400. Yeah. Um, and we've had a bit of a topsy-turvy season. You know, some days we look like superstars, otherwise we uh, don't look so good. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's difficult for a lot of a lot of sides, isn't it? To because it's been it's not been a usual pre-season. It's been very stop-start. Yes. I think it's very difficult. So I think any kind of consistent runs you can get once we get back to playing, I think is gonna is probably where you'll find the teams that will be successful. You're talking um, like a manager. <laughs> well, I've had a little bit of manager experience like since we've last spoken. All um, right, okay. Let's uh, let's move away from Lid at the moment. Let's take you back early days because. The way this works best is if I start talking to you about your first love of football. So when you first started with it, yeah, was it eight, nine? How old were you? So I started when I was five, and basically I hated it. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, when I started primary school, one of my one of my closest friends, who's still probably my best friend to this day, he his dad was a big Arsenal fan, and I got really close obviously with him because he was my best friend at school. If he's he, an Arsenal but, fan, Andy, give him a name check. Who is he? <laughs> so, uh, Dave Mellish was the, the person. The that was my friend's dad. Yeah. My friend is called Simon. He, um, so basically, he, yeah, he loved Arsenal, took science of football a lot. And because I was so close with science at school, I kind of just wanted to copy what he was doing. So I, I basically started going to Arsenal with him from that age. And also, he then got involved in a junior club called Alpington Rovers. They're still around to this day. I think they started back in the 70s, to be honest, just the Sunday Sunday league side. And yeah, that started off at, uh, I think it was under sevens or under sixes. And it was just, basically, there was no proper league. It was just kind of training and games. But I, I can remember going on a Saturday morning and absolutely hating it. Freezing cold. I kind of only just did it because I just wanted to be around my mate rather than because I love football and I was pretty awful as well, to be honest. It took me, it took me a few years to get into it. I think, I think I was probably maybe when I got to like nine or 10 and done it for a couple of years. Yeah. And then I started to enjoy it more. I actually started off as a right back and yeah, it wasn't very good. Scored like a few own goals here and there and just, yeah, don't know what was happening. And ended up one, I can remember the game. It's bizarre. It was, it was just a league game. We were playing, at home, can't remember the opponent, but basically uh, the, the manager just said, look, let's just give him a go up front. I think I was nine or ten and um, we won We won the game 2-0 and I scored both of the goals and then from that point on I was a striker. 
just the luck of the draw, isn't it? It's yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, you know, I, I spent most of my sort of like youth career, career youth playing football at a son, at amateur Sunday league. Never was at a pro club. No. Never had any experience of like academies or anything like that. It was just purely playing on a Sunday, which I just absolutely love watching Arsenal on a Saturday. And then when I got to kind of under 17, under 18, I'd kind of started to develop and I got better. And I was basically just ridiculously good on, in Sunday league in a bad league. Um, and I got asked to go to a trial at Bromley Football Club yeah. um, by a gentleman called Ron Coombs, who was quite a, a character at Bromley. He was actually a ref as well. And he was ref in one of our Sunday league games. I was playing for a team called Chelsfield um, Old Boys at the time, which was just the first year we'd been adults yeah. from junior football. Um, and he basically refed one of our games and he said, oh, you should come down at the, the start of next season because it was like the back end of the season. Um, just come and have a trial, um, see how you go. And didn't, like, I gave him my number, didn't think much of it. He called me in the summer and said, are you coming down? And I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do it because it's... It's scary, isn't it? It's like new people. I don't yeah. really know the non-league world at all. But funny enough, I was pushed into it by my ex-wife, who never really liked football, uh, to go. And I managed to get signed on like a non-contract terms and spent two years at Bromley, just absolutely loving being around that kind of level of football. Brilliant. So that was the start of the journey? That was, yeah. Yeah, it was a long, long time ago. A long, long time ago. <laughs> And a few clubs oh, yeah. ago, a few clubs. It ago. was a few clubs ago, yeah. I was, I know, obviously you, you, you've been in touch about doing this, so I did have a quick look, and I think my club count is fifteen at the moment. Let's hope it doesn't go any more than that, but never say never. Never say never. So, all right. So from there, where did you move on to next then? So I stayed at Bromley for two years, and I kind of got, I broke into the, I say I broke into the first team in the second season, just around Christmas, and then. I got um, uh, appendicitis, had to have my appendix taken out, literally just a couple of days before Christmas. And it it put me basically back two or three months. I didn't play again for that amount of time. Um, And then what actually happened was I I managed to, I can't even remember how it came about, but I ended up coming and playing a game for Whitstable at Greenwich Borough under John Roseman. I think we, I'm pretty certain we won the game 1-0 and I think Mo Caddy scored. And... I'll be honest, I didn't think too much of it. I just thought it was a game of football. And I went back to Bromley after that. And I think I then ended up not getting back into the Bromley side. They didn't actually have a reserve team at the time. So basically, I think I just got back in touch with John and said, look, I'm looking for some football. And I came in, it was around the time you, uh, I think you beat VCD in the Kent Senior Trophy final on penalties, like 10-9 or something ridiculous. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And... I played four or five games at the end of that season, scored a few goals. And then John asked me back in the summer and I decided that I thought it was a good idea to get regular football. So I dropped down a couple of levels from Bromley and and then started my playing time at Whitstable. Uh, great times. Really great time. What a character John Roseman was. John, yeah, John was brilliant. Charlie was good as well. I liked, I liked those guys. Yeah. Everything about the place was was brilliant the minute I'd kind of got into it and committed to it more everything it was it was easily the probably the happiest time that I've I've had um in in non-league football um I think it obviously it ended where it did when we had seven years and got got some great success 
but going back to yeah, to John was he was a character. I think I don't know where he, if he kind of I think that's probably one of his last jobs in fo- in football really. After that, I think he'd obviously been around a long time before and had been successful. But yeah, I, I enjoyed playing for him. All you can ask for as a player, I think, is just managers that are honest. And and he's definitely one of those people. He'll tell you how it is. It, yeah. It's changed significantly over the years, much to my annoyance, because I just prefer my my own preference is that if, if you're doing something not quite how it should be done, you want to be told how to do it so you can then put it right. And unfortunately, I think players these days don't react well to that kind of uh, feedback. Yeah, they call it the snowflake generation, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> does rather annoy me as well i must admit but having it, it, said it's, that it, it's the way of the world though isn't it so it is it is it certainly is so that was your first sort of spell at Bristol then a very short one under john and then yeah. how, how how did you go from there so i carried on obviously uh, uh, had a had a full season there in, really enjoyed it um i think it was probably trying to think john john was there for two years yeah i was i played for him the whole time he was there all right um and then I think I think Matt Toms took over from John. He did. Um, so Matt had come come in as a player. Obviously, he played played at Maidstone. He's been a great player, um, and I enjoyed playing with Matt. And then under him, I guess some of the the kind of the dynamic of the club started to change from what I was used to. Some more players came in, and a lot of the players, particularly kind of the Lon- the London boys that had, had played for you, uh, were all great characters, by the way. Um, they they kind of drifted away to other things, went on to, to to better things as well. Some of them, which was good to see. And I basically played a little bit under Matt, but then I, I, my first son was born. And obviously, I was living in Alpington at the time. Yeah. And it was quite a quite a journey, I guess, from there to down to Whitstable, as much as I, I loved it. Um, so I took the decision to to try and find a club close to home, and ended up going to Seven Oaks. Uh, that was my first spell of what ended up to be four spells at Seven Oaks. So, yeah, that that's obviously counts as one club. So that's why 15 probably seems like a low number if people actually know me. Um, but, yeah, ha- had a few months there and it was OK. It, was, it wasn't as good as, as Whitstable. There was, they didn't have the fan base. That was kind of an experience just to sort of like see something different to what I was used to. They'd only just come out of the county league as well, I think. So they were obviously on their starting their sort of like progression as a club. Um, but I played, I was closer to home, so it kind of worked out. But in the end, I, I just got a bit fed up. I think they changed the management whilst I was there and that ended up um, not being in my favour. So I basically got back on the phone to, to Matt and just said, look, can I come back? I think I've made a bit of a mistake. And he thankfully said yes. Pretty certain. Again, I think I can remember the game was Lords of the Way. I came in. I think we won three-one, and I think I scored. But that was yeah. That was when we then started to become a club that was looking for promotion. I think. Yeah. So that was pretty, pretty certain. That was around two thousand four, two thousand five. I think it was. So yeah, that was how I then came back to Whitstable. So I kind of yeah. The, the little spell at Seven Oaks was, I'd say, a little blip in. What was my kind of successful Whitstable career? He certainly knocked in a few goals. I mean, God. and a fan's favourite as well. And as a player, you've just highlighted there how happy you were at the club. The fans do make such a difference, don't they, Andy? Oh, they really do. I mean, I've, I've to experience that was brilliant. That was that's definitely one of the things that that makes Whitstable a special place. 
um, especially for me, um, coming back to fans, and then obviously you you kind of feed off of that. You the success I think is driven obviously by how a club is set up, but also um, without that fan base, it's it's difficult, and that 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 does add a lot to to how successful some teams can be. Like later on, obviously I had I had the, the I was fortunate enough to have a at Sheffield. And again, fans there were unbelievable. Yeah, it, yeah and it, it just makes a difference. It makes a difference. And it, as some someone that had basically just come out of kind of Sunday league football, when you're playing obviously in front of no one, um, to playing into what a, a nice grounds, nice pitches, and you've got a bit of noise, it just I just loved it. Absolutely loved it. And you did like to celebrate a bit, didn't you? <laughs> if you can't celebrate, what's the point of playing? I totally agree. <laughs> As a goal scorer, that's that's the uh, that's the best that's the best part. I've told this story many times, but it happened at Ere from Belvedere. I'll, we'll probably get to it later, but I might as well mention it now. We're playing in a Vars game, and um, as, as I've got later on in life, obviously put on a few pounds, and everyone knows as well. Um, and I was getting quite a lot of stick from. Uh, I think we're playing a team called Frimley Green, and. Yeah, it was you fat this, you fat that. I took great pleasure in the decent volley that I put into the bottom corner and just went and stood in front of their little group of fans, lifted up the shirt, gave the belly a little rub. <laughs> nothing they can say, is there? It's brilliant. Nothing, nothing at all. Oh, wonderful. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. <laughs> There's been a few of, lads, of the lads that have done that. You know, it's sort of like, you have some of this then. <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly it. Look, that's part of it, isn't it? I'm sure like you players get stick quite rightly that's that's what it's all about and you have to be able to take it and you give it give a little bit back when you can yeah, yeah. um but that that's what makes non-league that's what makes any football i guess yeah so the next progression <laughs> yeah so then obviously mark seager came in he replaced he came in as a player i think again going back to that story we had played deal on the i think it was the two uh, the weekend before actually on a saturday and i'd actually had a bit of a run in with him i had Nothing too dramatic, just a bit of a bit of a kind of like handbags on the pitch. Yeah. Because um, obviously he was a fierce competitor, I would say. Obviously massively successful at Deal. Um, and then he turned up at training on the Wednesday night, and we we'd signed him, which was quite a bit of a shock. But obviously that that was a brilliant decision by it was Matt at the time, I think, that signed him. It he was. came in straight in as club captain. He drove us on, and and we became a, a very very competitive side. And then obviously that led to Matt left, Mark took on the job. We, I think we had a season where he kind of was playing still as manager. And then he used that obviously as a building block for the following season when we then went on to obviously, we won the league, we won the, the Kent Senior Trophy, we got promoted and we unfortunately lost the, the League Cup final to Thamesmead, which would have capped an unbelievable season. It was an unbelievable season anyway, yeah. but that was a shame. Happy Still one little, one little regret, that one, I think. Yeah, happy days, happy days, definitely. But yeah, great days. Yeah, it really was. And then from there? From there, so I then, um, obviously, we, we then started the next season uh, in the Ryman League, which was, I, I believe, the highest level we'd been as a, as a club. Yeah. And pre-season, I started to get a bit of a niggle in my Achilles. So I basically carried on just trying to sort of like play through it. I probably it was probably uh, the, the the steps that Seeds used to make us run at Snodhurst Bottom, which was just horrendous. Um but yeah, got a got a bit of a bad Achilles and basically carried on playing through it. And I, we was away at Walton and Hersham 
um, and something actually kind of like went with it and it was a bit of a didn't get a full tear in it but it was kind of like a little nick and off the back of that I was still coming down from Orpington for treatment and it became kind of a little bit of a burden I guess doing that without playing so basically I took the decision to kind of leave I don't know if that probably wasn't the right decision I should have perhaps seen it out a little bit longer I went to Cumberland Wells back in dropped back down into the to the Kent League which was again closer to home not yeah thinking back not sure what the real thinking around that was and then had I think I only played two or three games there and and just didn't settle didn't didn't enjoy it and basically got the opportunity to go to Chatham now what I should have done at that point in time and, and Steve would probably agree is give him a call back because I think he would have took me back. Um, he, yeah. yeah, he he was quite. I wouldn't say. I think he's a bit disappointed that I made that decision, and and I can understand, kind of understand why. So I went to chat. I had a couple of months there. That was okay. Quite enjoyed that. Mm. Played quite a bit of football, and then unfortunately, out of the blue, I think there was budget issues there, and I got released. First time I've ever been released, or the only time I've ever been released, actually, by uh, Steve Binks, who had kind of taken over from Phil Miles, who was in charge at the time. And I basically then went and just finished the end of that season at Tunbridge Angels Reserves um, under Mickey Collins. So just to get football, basically, just went back there. Um, it was, they were playing in like the Suburban League and it was just ticking over really till till the next season. And then, I'm trying to think where I went. I think I went back to Seminoles after that. I had another spell there. This is where it started to get a bit fuzzy, to be honest. <laughs> Um, it's funny because I stayed kind of settled for such a long time yeah um, and then out of nowhere it just kind of started to escalate and I went basically kind of from club to club so I had a little spell at Seven Oaks actually I think I had a full season at Seven Oaks and we were okay we we weren't we weren't a great great side but we 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 won probably just as many as we lost yeah Um, and I think that after I'd had a taste of being successful I wanted to obviously that was what the driver was really to try and retain playing for clubs that were challenging for things like any any player would want, would want that I guess so I had had a year at I think it was a year at Seven Oaks I probably should know that and then then I went to Thamesmead Town so basically I just kind of got a little bit not fed up but I've been doing the same thing for a long time in the Kent League or like a bit of rhyme football as well. Uh, Thamesmead were playing in the in the Ryman North, so I just felt it would be something that would oh. be just a bit different, really. Yeah. So Keith McMahon signed me there, took, a, I guess, a bit of a chance because I hadn't really kind of proved myself at that level. And we ended up having a fantastic season. It was it was really enjoyable, actually. We going to new places, different experiences was good. And we basically, I think we finished just outside the playoffs at the time which was the highest they've ever done. So it was quite successful. So I signed there again for the following season. And again, we were doing okay. We were kind of like top 10 most of the season, but didn't really ever look like threatening the playoffs. And then I picked up probably the worst injury I had, which was a a fracture in my ankle. Uh, We were playing at Chesham and I basically just rolled it. And that finished my season. I think it was around March, early March. So I missed sort of like the back end of that season. And then kind of took the decision. I'd spoke, uh, been talking to Mickey Collins that uh, he'd taken over here from Belvedere from Tunbridge Angels and he was looking to really kind of push on and, and build a good side. 
and had a really couple of positive chats with him. And he basically said that he wanted to kind of build a side around me. He's, he, the way he was playing at the time was very direct for a target man. Yeah. Um, and I went there and probably had my best two seasons in football, to be honest. I think I scored 64 goals in like 70 games. We, wow. we ended up winning. We won the league. We did the double. We won the league cup. The season, that was the second season, the season before the first year there. I won the, the Kent League Golden Boot the first time I won that. And then we got rather disappointingly, we got to the Kent Senior Trophy final. I think the finished runners up got to the Kent Senior Trophy final, but we got thrown out because we'd played a legend player because of international clearance or some yeah. ridiculous rule. So that was disappointing. But obviously the second season we we basically yeah, we just we just kind of had a, we were just had such a good side. Some of the players we had, they've all gone on to play at least Ryman uh, Prem level um, and better. Uh, and it just clicked. It just definitely clicked and just, just loved it. Playing at, 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 here from Belvedere's ground, lovely, lovely surface, lovely stadium. And just, yeah, just really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. It must be such a joy when you, you know, you're doing something you love and then everything all goes together. Oh, it, it, it's perfect, yeah. And I was fortunate enough to, have a team kind of set up to play to my strength so I, I don't know when I was younger obviously I had a little bit of pace always at the height obviously but then it just became the pace went not it wasn't ever ridiculous pace but running in behind just wasn't really part of my game so it became playing hold up winning flick-ons getting to the box and see what can happen and 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 the way we played was through me and it just worked so if you're playing off more direct passes that you're picking up second balls and then you're getting the balls out wide and you're getting unbelievable deliveries in the crosses from players like Kieran McCann and Orlando Smith, Um, Sam Hassner as well, all really, really talented players. Um, It just really clicked. It just really clicked. And, and, and to have, yeah, to have, to be fortunate enough for it to be set up to suit you entirely just led to me having two really, really enjoyable seasons. Very good. If, if I said to you, who was the best strike partner you played with? And, I, and I'll, I'll qualify this because when I did the interview with uh, Ian Paulman, mm-hmm. now everybody that Ian played for, the person that he loved playing with best was Dave Corey. Mm-hmm. So straight away, he said, you know, Dave knew his, Dave knew when he was going to make a run. He knew when, what Dave was going to do. Have you got somebody in mind that you always thought about? I've got two, two that stand out for me. One would be Mark Tompkins when I was at Bromley. So I'd obviously come into that into that level of football from nowhere. And he kind of, he took me under his wing a little bit and just kind of taught me the ropes. And he was really good to me. And he was a fantastic player. He's probably one of the best hold-up strikers I've ever seen. Just so strong. Everything about the way he played, you could just learn so much from him. He, he was great. Playing-wise, I would have to say Dean Marshall for me. Quality. So... We, we were lucky at the, the success we had at Whitstable. We obviously had myself, we had Stuart King, Sam Pratt, and we had, and we had Marshy. And, and, and Steve was, again, someone you can just learn so much from. But to play with, pace ridiculous, awareness and intelligence, fantastic, and finishing just different level as well. I don't know if you, do you remember the, the goal at Herne Bay? Oh, I mean, that is just one of the best moments I think I had at Whitstable, and that was... I weren't even playing. I think I probably was sulking because I I weren't picked. But that 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 goal that day was fantastic. And yeah, and he obviously had an unbelievable career. And he he for me would be someone that that stands out as fantastic to play with. 
Yeah, I've got to agree with you. Quality man and a, and a great guy as well. You know, a really lovely man. He really top is. Top guy, yeah. Really top yeah, guy. Yeah. But talking about the, the, let's say, the dark side of football. Yeah, I'm trying to think back. I managed, I got sent off twice in two games. That was at Whitstable. I got sent off, uh, I remember this, we were playing Lordswood at home in this, it was the title winning season. We'd obviously been on a ridiculous run where we hadn't lost any games for a long time. Um, I got booked for diving, allegedly, and then stupidly, don't even ask me why, a cross came into the box and I punched it in and got a second... Oh, I remember, uh, I remember that. Hand of God. Yeah, yeah then we went we went one nil down, and I was literally sitting in the dressing room, absolutely bricking it, thinking Seeds is going to kill me, because I've just obviously let everyone down with a moment of stupidity. And I think Alex Hossick scored an equaliser, and we got away with a one-all draw, and that was it. No one really bothered. That was it. So, yeah, <laughs> I, think, game, I think we played... We were at Bromley, and we played... Probably Cray Wanderers, I would have thought, were yeah. playing there at the time. And again, two bookings got sent off. I can remember being sent off for Bromley. I just came off the bench and I think I didn't like a decision the linesman gave and I basically just unloaded a load of verbal on him and got sent back off as I was on the pitch for about five minutes. You just hit on something. The, the beauty of this chat is that for you and me, the memory bank starts coming back. And you yeah. said about going on this ridiculous run. And I remember when you were playing in the side with Tom Parker and yeah. Steves and all the boys. And Tom said to me one day, I said to him, what do you think we're going to do today, Tom? And he went, we're going to win. He yeah. said, I'll tell you what, this run that we're on now, we're going out there. We can't lose. And he said, it, and, and did you get that feeling? Absolutely. You just, you get a, an air of confidence about what, what's happening. And, when you know you look at like you you look around the dressing room and you just look at who's in there with you and you know that there's players in there that are just quality players all good people close-knit squad would literally like die for each other on the pitch and and that's what we had and and it and it it just it just you just feed off it and it basically just sort of like spreads throughout throughout the dressing room and and that's why I think you end up going on those types of runs but yeah we just we had some fantastic players um that that era, Tom, Alex, uh, GS, all great young players that came through and, and they were close-knit group of friends anyway. Add the experience we had to that. We have characters like Tommy Martin, yeah. um, Jackson that came in. Yeah. We had obviously John O'Kindy came in that season as yes, well he and he obviously went on to be a pro and has had a yeah. fantastic career. So yeah, we just had, we had a, we had a great side. We had, we had, Fuley in goal, who made oh. probably he was probably the difference. I think that's that's where you win leagues. I think when you get someone of that quality come into a side yeah. and and just make you solid as well, it it just it just helps give everyone the confidence to express themselves more. It does, and, and as a player up front, if you know that you've got the guys at the back doing the goods, then you relax more, don't you? Exactly that, exactly that, and we and we knew that that. I mean, we had those ridiculous games against Deal, didn't we? The three, five, fours. So I'm not sure if that really adds up to to the defensively being solid. But we always knew we could outscore teams as well. So I think um, in that goal, right in the last minute, Kingy scored a winner, didn't he? Down there. Yeah, perhaps. yeah, Literally I know. The last kick of the game. It was crazy. But the fact that happened three times in a row is just I know. insane. You couldn't make it up, could you? No, it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm really enjoying this chat. And I'm wondering, you know, if... We're only halfway through your career. 
we're nowhere near the, the end. And I'm, I'm serious. And I'm thinking, because I'm, I'm time sensitive on what I'm doing. So I'm thinking, are you up for sort of like calling a halt now? And then we do part two sometime in the new year. We can do that. We can do that. I'm absolutely fine with that. But we, we might need more than just two parts, though, Tony. Because that's, uh... that's okay. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. Because no, it's been good. We'll carry on. We'll finish off talking about Whitstable. This this little spell you were talking. About. I was at Thamesmead, wasn't that's I? Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, here from Belvedere. Here yeah. from Belvedere, we got to, and and then basically, unfortunately, we got promoted to to the Ryman, and then there was a, a bit of an issue from the behind the scenes regarding budgets and stuff like that and and literally the manager left the whole squad basically left it was it was a real shame to be honest I don't know the full ins and outs of what exactly happened but we had kind of built a similar thing to what we had done with Whitstable to get to a, a, a side that could we, if we had taken that side we had into the rhyme and we would have competed like we were a very solid side and it just it just fell apart and that was again that was probably one of the the shape, like the regrets of, of the career that, that that actually happened. So I ended up leaving there and going back to Chatham actually um, under Kevin Watson. And he, yeah, we, again, I was in and out the side. I wouldn't say I was a regular there. We had Alfie May at the time, who obviously he went on to be a, become a pro at work as well, currently at Cheltenham. We're doing really well, which is really good to see. So we had a great run in the FA Cup under under Kevin. We got to the last qualifying round. Unfortunately, lost to St Albans 2-0. That was the closest I ever got to um, FA Cup first round. But obviously, he's just had that success with with Cray Valley, getting yes, them through. Does. Yeah. Um, so I think that's uh, that was that was really good to see. So yeah, had had a, had a little spell there, but got frustrated in the end because I wasn't playing as much as I would like, and then ended up going to Phoenix back in the Kent League. So I had, I think I had 12 games there at the back end of one season. That was under Steve O'Boyle and Tony Beckenham. And basically, yeah, they were, they'd just come into that league. They'd had success in the county or in Victor League, whatever it was called at the time. Got promoted, had a solid season, finished kind of mid-table. I think I got like 12 in 12 there or something like that. It was quite a good little run and it, just enjoyed it again. Just got back to enjoying it because I was fun. playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, Trying to think where I went then. Then I went, I think Mickey took over at Seven Oaks. Yeah. Mickey Collins from Melbourne took over at Seven Oaks. And he started to basically put in into place where he wanted that club to go, which they've obviously successfully done since. They're now a very competitive side in the in the uh, in step four. And they've developed the ground, they've got a good fan base, they really, really have turned that club around, which is good to see. But had had a period of time playing up there again and, and just, yeah, that was good. Played, scored goals, enjoyed it, but got the opportunity to go back to Phoenix because I think their main striker, Ricky Freeman, had a couple of injuries or some suspension stuff coming up. So ended up going back there to finish the season. They'd had a good Vars run that year and I think played a few games for them, managed to pick up another league winner's medal. So that was nice couple of crucial goals for them which was good so I felt like I actually added something to that I think they went the whole season lost one game actually which was uh, home to Ashford where it was like a 93rd minute winner that they got or something like that so that was yeah that was disappointing that game but yeah again kind of not not the same for me as winning the league with Wichita and obviously with Eric from Belvedere because that was that was 
full involvement from kind of the start of those projects. But with Phoenix, I'd obviously had a little spell there and then went back. So I kind of knew everyone and just felt comfortable, but I didn't necessarily feel like I was kind of like a, a big part of that, if you know what I mean. Well, you've certainly been a big part of all the success we've had at Whistle. There's no doubt about that. I think we'll have to uh, call it a day there, Andy. Um, yeah, of course. But we will uh, do part two in the new year. Yeah. Um, this is going to be like the Andy Constable project, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what the nice thing about this is, Andy? When you've done it, because a lot of the lads have spoken to me afterwards, they send it off to all their mates, mates yes. that don't know all about their football career. And they're surprised yep. at the reaction they get. You know, it's yeah. really nice because how often do you get down, sit down and talk about the whole aspect of it? You know. Yeah, no, you're right. You don't, you don't really. My mates give me stick the minute I start talking about anything to do with non-league because they're only interested in in basically Premier League football yeah. or anything like that. But um, no, it's fine. It's fine. But, yeah, but Andy, you know, they've never scored a goal, have they? That's the thing <laughs> in front of a crowd of people. Doesn't it make it's, sense? Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's a good point. That is a good point. But it's... Um, you know, it's, it's nice to look back. I think it's unfortunate, unfortunate enough to still be able to play. I'm, 40, I'm 41, I'll be 42 in, in January. So everyone always told me, play for as long as you can. Yeah. One person, Grant Watts, who was at Ufam Belvedere with me, who was a pro at Crystal Palace, just said, play as much as and as long as you can. Otherwise, once, it's, once obviously you stop, you're a long time retired yeah. and you'll, you'll miss it. So all the time that I can do it, I will continue to do it. All right. Well, we'll stop there, Andy, and you can tell me all about the potential of your management career and your continued involvement in football in the new year. So from me here at Belmont Banter and Andy Constable, who's been a great guest today, and I'm sure you'll all enjoy this. Thanks, Andy, very much. And we'll speak soon. Cheers. Really appreciate it. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Join your host, Tony Rouse, every week on Belmont Banter for news about local football in Kent and beyond. I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of Belmont Banter. Don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end. And leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates. Cheers. <laughs>